Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our service from the Burnham Benefice this morning, Sunday the 7th of March, which is the third Sunday of Lent. Uh, we will open with some introductory music played by Marianne. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. We begin our service with a prayer of preparation. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, The first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen. Lord, have mercy. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, 
to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us therefore confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Most merciful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word and deed. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as ourselves. In your mercy, forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are and direct what we shall be, that we may do justly, love mercy and walk humbly with you our God. Amen. And again, because we are in Lent, the Kyrie. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins. Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you. We give you thanks. We praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the collect for the third Sunday of Lent. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from the book of Exodus, beginning in chapter 20, at the first verse. God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love 
to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days you shall labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. For therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honour your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbour. You shall not covet your neighbour's house, nor you shall you covet your neighbour's wife, or male, or female slave, or ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading this morning is taken from the letter of Paul, his first, to the Corinthians. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now, our Gospel is taken from John's Gospel, chapter 2, beginning at verse 13. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found the people selling cattle, sheep and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. This is the gospel of Christ. I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Ten Commandments are less popular now. Although there is provision for them to be used in modern common worship services, some churches, like ours, use a summary of the law, as we did earlier, and actually, even more usually, go directly to the invitation to confession. Notably, the first, the 1549 edition of the Book of Common Prayer, did not use the commandments in the communion service either, but began with a psalm, and then the nine-verse form of the Kyrie. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Ten years later, in the 1559 edition, a new instruction was added at the beginning of the communion service. It said this, Then shall the priest rehearse distinctly all the Ten Commandments. The ninefold Kyrie was adapted to serve as responses to the commandments individually. And this is what we see in our current editions of the Book of Common Prayer. In 1547, so a couple of years just before, during the general demolition of rude screens and images, churches were white-lined and commandments were written on the walls. 
This Protestant revolution, where images were replaced by words, was absolutely formalised under James I, when it was required by canon, a canon made in 1604, that the Ten Commandments were to be set on the east wall of every church. St Clement's Overy has a fine example of this. And it's very easy to picture the faithful looking at these words, kneeling and preparing to receive communion with these words in their hearts. But the Ten Commandments are less popular now. It may be that visitors to our churches and perhaps even those regularly at our pews do not notice do not see the writing on the walls. In this season of Lent, we are called to self-examination and repentance, to positively take to heart the assurance of forgiveness proclaimed in the Gospels. But against what is this self-examination to take place? I continue to be worried by the case of Anna Sakoulas. She was the driver of the car which collided with 19-year-old Harry Dunn. And as you know, he died following the accident just outside RAF Crowton. The circumstances of Mrs Sakoulas fleeing to the US, claiming diplomatic immunity, are well known. Her extradition to attend a hearing in the UK was refused. But last week, news came that a civil case could be brought. Even though, rather peculiarly, I thought, Mrs Sakula's lawyers argued that it could not be brought because the case should be heard in the UK, a country to which she will not go. What worries me is that it had to be a civil case and that our laws of social justice the thinking of our international courts and our basic government constructs, our society, as it were, has failed to find a place for the simple question, what happened? To be answered and even asked. The Ten Commandments are less popular now. I am the Lord your God. Make no graven images. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. Keep the Sabbath. Honour your parents. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not covet. It does seem to me that were they still in the forefront of society's thinking? Were we still looking at them? Then the story of Harry Dunn would have read very differently. And that Mrs Sakoulas would have been able to hear the voice of her conscience. You see, we need a sounding board for our reflection and meditation in Lent.
and indeed throughout our lives. And I can think of no better than the Decalogue. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we pray for your church here in our country, for its leadership, especially as the organisation becomes more anxious. Be with all who are worried about its future shape. Let us hear your will and let us have your discernment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we pray for the people of Myanmar as disturbing news and images reach us. Help the relations between the military, the elected government and the people of that country become balanced and fruitful once more. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our country, we bring to you all those who have suffered economically from the COVID pandemic and who continue to suffer disproportionately. Help us to understand the root causes for this and to address them for the time to come. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As spring and the lifting of the highest of the lockdown make restrictions approach, let us prepare our hearts and minds for daily visitors to our beautiful part of the countryside. May we learn from your teaching. May we learn to love our neighbours as ourselves. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
O Lord of all compassion, whose hand is ever stretched out in blessing and healing upon the sick, we pray to you for all who suffer in mind or body or spirit. We pray that they may be set free from what it is that ails them. We keep in our prayers in particular John Crombie and Jill Smith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we thank you that our loved ones who have gone far from our sight are safe in your keeping. And this week we pray for the friends and family of Joy Bingham. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, who gives every good and perfect gift, make the light of truth shine in our hearts. Give us determination to follow that light always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So just before the blessing, uh, a reminder that next week, March the 14th, Sunday, March the 14th, at 10 o'clock in the morning, there will be a said service of communion at uh, Burnham Westgate Church. Um, everybody is welcome to attend. Nobody is obliged to attend. Uh, but I do hope that many of you will come. And it will be just such a pleasure to be able to celebrate communion and to share it with some of you. And so now, the blessing. May Christ give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen.